0: Sandwich generation, you've heard this phrase before. You might be in it with your own family. I am certainly feeling like I am in the middle of that sandwich. The big question is how do we balance our own life, raising our family, our kids, and also making sure that we can take care of our parents when they need us. My guests today are Mike and Kim Barnes. Over the last five years, Mike and Kim found themselves navigating problems they never saw coming from their parents. Alzheimer's, pacemakers, COVID, and tough decisions to move parents into their retirement communities. They've learned to balance the many facets of parenting aging parents, including medical, financial, and everyday life decision, emotional roller coasters, protecting their parents from scams and more, and while parenting their college age kids and building their careers. Join us on this conversation. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals. Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergumina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together but just don't quite know how? I am with you, I've been there, I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger, but you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow System, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway? You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free money flow playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Hey money bosses, welcome back. Annie's here, and I'm excited for our guests today. Mike and Kim, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. We're so glad to be with you today. It's good to be here.
0: I'm excited as well. And we are talking about how to balance life period, but also how to take care of, you know, young kids, if you have them at, at, at home, how to manage a thriving career or a business and how to address your aging parents and really focusing, I think, here more on addressing the aging parents because we all have them. And as I was sharing with Mike and Kim before we pushed the record button I am personally not quite there yet, but it's also a phase. Just like in financial planning, when I talk to my clients, there's different phases in life. And so whether you are somewhere on the spectrum of really facing this this, uh, situation or you're starting to think about, I think this is a really great conversation. So I'm excited to have you guys um, joining us here today. Can we start with maybe you sharing your story and why this particular topic was of interest to you?
2: Sure. Planning is is the key word there because... Uh, my family's always been good at planning. My dad, because of being a CFO in a company for years and years and years, he had given my sister and me copies of their my mom and dad's will and power of attorney and medical directive years and years and years ago before had any concern about needing it. So we always felt planned in, in that respect, I guess you could say. And then as they got older, uh, we started talking more about money. My dad was very private about money growing up, again, being an accountant type, but he became more and more open about it and, and talked to my sister and to me about money and what what he and my mom could afford. Well, my mom has Alzheimer's and that started about 10 years ago or so. And you know, Alzheimer's doesn't just hit. It's a kind of a slow progressing thing. So as it slowly got worse and worse and worse, my sister and I convinced my mom and dad to move from a house that they lived in about an hour east of Dallas, kind of out in the country, closer to Dallas in an independent living. And my dad was kind of against that at first because he pictured a nursing home as opposed to like a dorm room type of thing. And anyway, they moved and my dad thought it was the best thing ever. Well, then as my mom's Alzheimer's was getting worse and worse and worse again, we said, talked to my dad again, said, we're going to have to move mom eventually into memory care. She's going to have to get that help. She's going to have to get that, that assistance that you can't provide. She's going to send you to an early grave otherwise. So we, we're going to have to do that. We wanted him to be behind it 100%. Well, when we finally did it, when we finally started looking, my sister and I started looking again, we felt prepared. We felt like we had planned. And then we look at four different memory care places and we felt so overwhelmed because you don't know what to ask. You don't know what to look for. You don't know what the red flags are. And I told Kim at the time, and especially after we finally moved my mom, said, said, you know, I feel like if we felt pre- prepared for all this and we felt overwhelmed, most people are really overwhelmed. So I feel like if we open something up, some type of Facebook group to help them, that would be great.
1: Because I think that it's one of those things that we've both realized with what was going on with his family. And then my mom is single, also lives in a different city from where I live. And just, we've had, you know, not, not huge issues, but just some different things that have come up from being scammed to having Eye surgery, you know, just just in different things. Being scammed was huge. Well, being scammed is huge. Yes, that was (laughs) awful, awful. Never would I have ever imagined that I would be on a first name basis with the bank manager that my mom goes to. Not, I don't even know the name of the one where I go, but I know my mom's, and we are on a first name, cell phone, you know, basis. And and so certainly some different things like that sort of coming up, and then just even having to try to figure out. Oh gosh her medicare plan do we know what plan she's on should we switch it do we you know all of those different things and and it just all kind of came together to where we realized and i really felt like people just don't talk about this we don't talk about it and yet there is so much to know and it's not something that we've ever had to know before we haven't had to know about all the ins and outs of social security and medicare and and even the different kinds of care available. And what's the difference between home care and home health care and all of those things. And we just really felt like it can be really easy to feel like, surely I must be the only person going through this. My friends wouldn't understand. And so people really just don't talk about it.
0: Yeah. I I can relate to that so much, not just from, you know, just my beginning phases of this conversation, but it's almost like can more of us be proactive with this, With this, right? Maybe there's not an issue to, you know, to be concerned about, but really looking at your family's dynamic and family situation. There's some, some families that, you know, these conversations are just like private, like you said, nobody wants to discuss it. Everybody's independent. Everything is good. And there are families where a lot of this is like, you know, open for discussion. So I'm, you know, and seeing this from the from the angle of finances, and this is the one where clients are concerned, and they're concerned, but they, but yet they don't really know how to address it. They're like, mm-hmm. well, I know that perhaps my mom, you know, in 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 Kim's case, like I, I also have a mom who's single, and so that is a concern of mine for sure. Like, mm-hmm. you know, is she going to be okay financially? Sure, but everything else. So how do how do we start? Like, I just want to know where to begin. Like, I know you guys sort of worked that, you know, it happened to you, it's happening to you right in your family. How do you just begin on this path of uh, starting to address these questions, finding resources, this, these issues?
1: I think some of it is really starting to think about it way before you think you need to. Mm-hmm. And it is challenging because there are some parents that are gonna say, it's none of your business or we're doing fine. And so that of course is gonna be even more more difficult, but I think it's really thinking of, and maybe it's actually even easier to approach the subject when it's not in a crisis mode because it's just mm-hmm. like hey mom and dad just curious we're we're starting to work on our wills we realized that after our son was born we did a will and then we realized just recently with all that we've learned we never updated it when our daughter was born and so we thought oh okay guess we, we need, should do that. We need to do that so we have but but that would be an easy way to say like if we if if we didn't think our parents already had a will or we weren't sure what the situation was that we could say hey mom and dad, we've been working on getting our finances in order and making sure that we have our wills and all of the, the powers of attorney and all of those taken care of for our kids. Hey, do you have, have you done all of that already? Mm-hmm. And so that could be potentially an easier way to To have that conversation rather than, you know, hey, mom, we're having a family meeting. Sit down and do you have a will and where is it? And blah, blah, blah. You know, (laughs) (laughs) who gets what? Right, exactly. But I mean, I have a friend just that this just happened recently when we first started parenting aging parents. And I was telling her about it. She said, Yeah, you know, my my parents, she's younger than I am. And she said, My parents are vibrant and active and they're doing really great. But you know, I think I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna broach the subject with them. Well, I just saw her, you know, fast forward eight months and her mom is on dialysis and having kidney failure and all of this stuff that just happened, you know, just because that's what, sometimes what happens is that it, it's not something that we can prepare for. It's Mm -hmm. just, we've heard that phrase, you're not, you're just one health event away kind of thing. You know, somebody falls or somebody just has a sickness. And she was telling me, thank goodness they had started having those discussions 8 months ago so they have all of this stuff in place now and it makes it much easier for her to be able to help her parents but we hear stories like that all the time that just shows the the importance because all of these documents especially the legal stuff and finances some too if you wait until you actually need it it's too late, too late.
0: Too late. Oh, so many stories of that being too late for sure. I can't agree more with you. Mm -hmm. So balancing, because it's it it's and I you know it's definitely the easiest right or the the right thing. Maybe not the easiest is to have a conversation, right? Start asking questions. So how do you balance this? Because once you know, what if you find out that your your parents, one of your parents, will need some kind of support, whether it's financial or even time, right? If you need to put time that means that you may be taking time away from work and away from your family. So like that balancing, what what have you guys seen uh, in your community um, that's practical? Because I mean, the first thought is like, it's scary. How am I going to do this? Right? Yeah,
2: Yeah, it it is scary. And you have to prioritize. And it's kind of like when, when your kids are young, and as they're growing up, you're you're gonna, you're gonna miss this or that you're going to make this or that, you're not going to hit everything, you're either going to miss something at work, or you're going to miss something with the kids or vice versa. And so you have to pick what's important. And it's the same thing here to where, unfortunately, because of of our parents living roughly three hours away, whether it's you know, Houston or Dallas, you know, it, it takes a day, you know, wiped out on the mm-hmm. schedule for us to do something. So like Kim's going next week to, to help her mom go to a doctor's appointment. And that, that wipes out a day for her, whether it's a day to do work with, with the, you know, the company that we do or other stuff around the house, or, you know, we have one kid who's about to move and another kid who has a house and it, you know, there are things going on that that takes a whole day out of Kim's schedule or two days, probably the way this is going to work anyway. So you just have to plan ahead so that you can try to make the most out of every situation.
1: It is hard though. Yeah, It, it is. is hard. And, and I feel for, Especially those those uh, adult children who have young children at home still, because mm. it does that just adds an extra layer of complexity for sure. Fortunately, our kids were a little bit were older, mostly high school college age when a lot of this started happening, yeah. and so they've sort of watched it as it's happened. But I think that it, it really is just trying to figure out some, some days, I mean, I'm not the, I Mike's much more organized than I am. And so a lot of times for me, it's okay. What fire do I have to put out today? (laughs) You know? Oh shoot. I haven't done, I haven't done this. I haven't done that. And so I think for, for being able to help my mom being organized, with the, the toolkit that we put together is something that I have found to be really helpful because when the doctor says, when did she get her single shot? I can say, okay, hold on. I've got that right here rather than me trying to dig into the medical portals or you know, all of those kinds of things. So in many ways being organized, or having things together. I think
2: it's also just being open and, and having a good conversation, whether it's with your kids or with your parents or with both. And I, I think back to, to when, when our kids were born that my dad, again, being an accountant type, he, he talked to me about, you know, you're going to have to start saving for college pretty soon. Just make sure you start. I've always taught you a penny saved is a penny earned, that type of thing. Well, because of that, luckily that, that made things a little bit easier as both of our kids went through college and they're both done with college now, but think about that in the reverse way, talking to your parents about, you know, how are we doing money-wise for what you're saving for, where you want to live? You know, what type of income are we going to have? Do you have just social security coming in? Do you have pension coming in? Do you have 401k disbursements coming in? What, what do you have coming in that, that, that you're going to be able to live off of when the time comes so that, so that, you know, are you planning ahead? It, it, again, it's, it's parenting your parents. And we kind of joke about using that phrase, but that's really what it is. They, they do that to us when we're young and we're trying to learn things like, Having a baby and talking about college, even when they're, they're even though they're only two years old, but it's the, it's the same type of thing. To where sometimes, you know, you kind of get into a, a not a fog, but you know, you kind of put blinders on where you don't really think about it, it for you. So I think a lot of our parents don't think about it in that way. So make sure my my dad still jokes about he spends more in on his independent living and my mom's memory care per month right now than I think he made an entire year when he started working in 1962. And he sits back and goes, I can't believe I spend this much money. Mm -hmm. It's, it's amazing. I I just can't believe it when I write these checks, Mm -hmm. but luckily he planned ahead and he'd been Mm -hmm. saving so that it's not a financial burden for him. But if he hadn't done that, Mm -hmm. you know, he'd be saying, son, do you have an extra room? (laughs) Since (laughs) since your kids aren't there, you know, you have to, you have to plan Mm -hmm. ahead and you have to be open to that discussion.
0: it it seems to me like it's almost sort of a phase, right? A phase out transition into, okay, let's first start asking questions, right? To find Mm -hmm. out where things are. Mm -hmm. Then maybe, you know, depending on that, um, you know, you can get, you can start getting involved, right? Maybe you need to take mom to the doctor or, you know, you need to do certain things once, you know, twice a week or once or twice a month. And then, you know, it could be, you know, even more from there on, depending on what comes out. So like Mm -hmm. the financial conversation is the, At least to me, it seems like it's the hardest because it's such a private thing. Yeah, sure.
1: Yes, for sure. And
0: especially of your parents, um, Mm -hmm. that's like, hey, well, how much money do you have? Well, you know, it's like, I'm sure your dad uh, uh, isn't quite sharing all that information, Mike, yet, right? Like, oh, oh, he is is now. Oh, oh, he is now. Okay. He's now. I knew,
2: I knew, you're going to love this. I knew nothing about how much money he made when I was growing up. And I I was with him when he bought a car back in the eighties, I was still in school and we're there. And the guy says, you know, as he's filling out loan op- application or whatever, he says, well, how much money do you make Mr. Barnes? And my dad looks at him and says, how much do I need to make? <laughs> and the guy says, well, for this car, you need to make X. Okay. I make that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And now he gives my sister and me quarterly, basically balance sheets of mm-hmm. here's what, Mom and I have and yeah. and here and here's what we're spending and this is what I have coming in because of social security and because of dividends and you know, that investments and mm-hmm. here's what I've got you, you you don't have to be that open'm I'm, I'm glad my dad is but it, it you mm-hmm. just have to have an a, a knowledge about what mom and dad have like if all they have is social security, that's not going to be enough mm-hmm. so then you know mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna have to help in some way maybe it's They're going to live with me, living with me, maybe me helping them money-wise, depending on how financially secure you are something, or maybe, you know, okay, they were a teacher or whatever, and they have a great pension. Mm-hmm. So, okay, they're financially okay. They're not rich by any means, but they're mm-hmm. financially okay. So they can afford this or that.
1: Well, or are they going to have to be on Medicaid? Yeah.
2: I mean, or, That's yeah. that's the other so th- there, there's so many There's so many options. That's the other thing that can be so overwhelming is that there are so many options out there, not only for the money coming in, but what you're going to spend, how you're going to spend it mm-hmm. for them to live. Mm-hmm. So- if you and again i'm comparing it to, to kids going to college but but think about you know as we saved as our kids were were 5 and 10 and 15 years old and we were saving money and 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 using christmas and birthday money to to save money for their college education you know if we hadn't done that if we waited until the graduation day for senior year in high school and then we said oh okay so where are you going to college oh public <laughs> school or private school private school we need how much money wow okay and then you start looking at your checkbook trying to come up with it it's not going to work mm-hmm. chances yeah. are so it's the same thing here if you know ahead of time that that you have this much money to work with and okay mom and dad have wanted to live here or they want to stay at home or they would rather do the Just making sure you know what they want to do, what their preference is, Mm housing-wise, and what they can afford. It sounds easier said than done, but again, having those open discussions helps so, so much.
1: And also knowing what they're open to, that in the case of an illness, an injury, or running out of money, Mm -hmm. if you will, what are they open to? Because I think that is where often it can be kind of tricky. And, And I think one of the things that has been really helpful for us is being able to be on our parents' bank accounts with them, but having to help them... Understand that this is just so that I can assist you. It's not because I'm trying to take money out of your account, you know? And I think that that's right. where, in some families, that can be tricky mm-hmm. because if you don't have that trust and that understanding, then that might be a more uncomfortable conversation. And- so,
2: And you also have to know that that attitudes can change. We have Mm -hmm. some people in our group who who are kind of worried about their parents because they say mom and dad are still living in a house. They're in their late eighties and they say they're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And dad can't do this. And mom can barely do this. And I don't know what to do. Well, Kim's mom, when we we broached the subject with her about mm, five years ago,
1: moving to independent living, said you
2: you need to sell this house that she's living all by herself. She'd had eye surgery. She couldn't drive. Mm -hmm. So she was basically stuck there unless she took a, you know, an Uber or a Lyft somewhere. And we said, Mom, you need to go somewhere. You need to be, go to independent living. And what did she say?
1: No way. my uh, <laughs> no, Not yeah, <laughs> yeah, not a chance. She, she, she said, not No, a, I'm gonna die in this she house. Said, I'm not not going a anywhere. not a chance. And then yeah. fortunately, some things happened in the next actually, just a couple months, a month later, where her brother had suggested, uh, hey, let's go look at a few places, and then you know long story short, she said, I called her and she said, Oh, I'm moving. And I said, you are, are you great? Okay. <laughs> so I think that the, the, and the, and it's been a great move for her. Yeah, because She
2: loves, was- she loves where she lives. So she went from being no way am I moving anywhere to, I love where I'm at. I'm able to play bridge and dominoes every day. This is great.
1: So I think some of that, what showed me was that maybe that, that conversation came better from her brother than it somewhat closer to her own age than it did from me or my brother. You know, mm-hmm. so sometimes it's, it's figuring out in your family dynamics, play to your strengths mm-hmm. as far as what are the things where maybe I can suggest and it's going to be better received than if my brother does it. But then there's other things that if my brother suggests it, it's better received um, by my mom than if I say it, yeah. or obviously in this situation from her brother. So I think that it's just kind of figuring out how everybody can work together in mm-hmm. these situations. But yeah, being aware that, that they might be willing to be, be more open. Yeah, and, attitudes can change. Yeah, that's for sure. And yeah. you hope that they do in many cases yeah. when, when they're so stuck in their way sometimes.
0: Yeah. Totally. And I, and I love the team approach too, team approach with, within the family. But also, I, you know, I throw this all the time to, to my clients and I've worked with clients from so sort of, you know, from the younger to, you know, the ones that are older and you know way into the retirement. But it's like, you, you've got to think about building a team team of trusted advisors, whether they are, you know, like an accountant, Mm -hmm. a financial planner, a person who may, you know, maybe working with you on all the estate planning documents, which are Oh my gosh 50 percent of population still don't have those so you guys know how those are critical especially somewhere yes. you know for you know they're critical for any for anyone i shouldn't say especially anyone should have them
2: yes um and
0: then from there it kind of goes you know on and on right it could be folks that are helping you to make decisions about you know if it is an independent living facility you know what does that look like i mean it, it could be all kinds of things mm-hmm. so like if anything like take take a note of thinking about how do you build that team for, you know, for your for your family and yourself too. And it's like, I kind of picture this 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 phrase is not you, but we are in uh, living in the sandwich generation, right? Like we're kind of sure. like that, you know, little yes. patty in the middle and then you've got the aging parents and then you've got the young kids and sort of like all of these things are kind of like squishing you together. Yeah. Um, but one thing to remember, and this is more in the financial side is, um, and again, you guys are, um, your kids are much older than my son, and you've put them through college because that's the biggest, right? Squeeze out of <laughs> all the parenting stuff financially. Um, you have to still remember that you need to take care of yourself, right? Like, right. there are ways to take care of your parents and that doesn't always mean just financially right mm-hmm. like there are programs mm-hmm. there are resources there's everything and I want to talk about resources with you as well but mm-hmm. that's just sort of like one thought because I again I see this more from the financial side and it's it's devastating for a lot of families like mm-hmm. you just put your kids through college now all of a sudden you're looking at the situation where your parents may need help mm-hmm. right are you significant other's parents need help. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about resources. Like what I know you guys put together a caregiver's key guide. Mm -hmm. I'd love to kind of understand and have you share with our listeners what that helps them gather and put together.
1: Sure, the, the caregiver's key is a guide for gathering essential information. And frankly, was a little bit of a, of a selfish thing that we did because I needed it. I had this file folder with all these sticky notes and loose pieces of paper, and it was just a mess of all things that were about my mom. And so we decided that it would be helpful, we thought, to have it all in one place. So mm-hmm. we created this workbook where you can, this guide to help you fill in uh, just all kinds of information. And often it, it sort of prompts you with things that you might not have realized would be important. Like, do you know your mom's iPhone password? Do you know your dad's computer password? So that if you need to be able to step in and help pay bills or just check their email for them or whatever, can you even get into their computer?
2: Yeah. Because again, it goes back to it. You don't know, you don't know it until it's too late. Think about if something happens to mom or dad to where they're in the hospital and they can't do anything, they can't sign anything. You know, do you have a power of attorney? Where is the power of attorney? And then on the, the simpler thing, kind of like what Kim said, you know, if all their bills are coming in on the computer online and they pay everything through their bank online, how are their bills going to be paid? Mm-hmm. How are you going to even know about the bills? Mm-hmm. So you've you got to kind of think ahead and again, plan ahead. And the the the, the thing to, to remind mom and dad about is this, this doesn't mean I'm taking over things right now. It doesn't mean I'm taking your, your social security check or any other kind of check and, put it in my account. It's just so I know these things so that if something comes up, it's easier to deal with. And mm-hmm. that won't be the crisis I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. The only crisis that I'm going to worry about then is you and your health. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about all the other stuff, but there's so much stuff. You know, What do you know about mom and dad's? Doctors. Well, they're, they're doctors. Yeah. What doctor they go to mm-hmm. when they have appointments, what what they have. Do they what,
1: have insurance? Yeah. <laughs> well, what insurance do they have? Medicare?
2: <laughs> do they have supplemental insurance? You know, stuff like that, where if you're at the, the hospital and they're asking these questions, they're like, oh, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, if you're able to do that, again, it's going to take a lot of the stress mm-hmm. away. And and then going back to the, the financial aspect that we talked about, if you know that mom and dad, oh, I had no idea that they own property out east of here. Oh, I didn't know that they had this sailboat that uh, they never told <laughs> us about. Well, you know, whatever it is that that, that that they have financially, if you know it, again, it doesn't mean you're trying to take it away from them. You know, put it in your property, but then you know more about their financial situation, so that you can make things a lot easier for them as they're getting older and where they're going to live and what they can afford. Just kind of, well, I don't know, Mom. Yeah, I, I think you need this or this or this. I, wow, Mom, maybe we should look into Medicaid because all you get is social Social Security, and you have nothing else, and it's nothing to be embarrassed about. But boy, but boy, would that help? that type of thing to where if you have it all written down on paper, all you have to do is look in here and go, Oh, okay, there you go.
1: Yeah. So a lot of it's very, very practical. Do you know their neighbor's names? Mm -hmm. Do you know the veterinarian that they go to? Uh, Do you know um, what, where the title is of their car? You know, if you need to be able to do something with it, all of their doctor's names and, and all of the information that you might need, do you know their utility bill login information, you know, so that they can pay bills? Um, you know, just so much of that stuff that, that is just those important uh, factors that are going to make, um, just make a huge difference. And it will make it so much easier for you to be able to assist them mm-hmm. when you need to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with you guys that the, the technology piece or all the, cause we're so connected and, you know, anyone has, and there's still, um, a lot of kind of unknowns around, you know, how this information should be shared or who can get access to it. Like one of the things that I've done over the years with clients now, I'm not an attorney, so I don't create estate plans, but I look at them a lot because they're so go closely together with financial plans. And so, Um, what we've we've been talking about it for years but we're we here at Main Street we call it um, a a digital plan right so like what happens to your digital assets right and like Mm -hmm. Facebook passwords some some silly things like that you're like why would I need that well you kind of need that because those are the things that you may end up having to deal with right or close out or have Mm -hmm. access to and this is the stuff like okay you know we just kind of brush off or or as you said, I'm like password to the iPhone like how can I how can I get in? And, uh-huh. and so the technology piece has just become huge over the years. Because sure. So connected everywhere.
1: Sure. And will continue to be more complicated because most yeah. people, our generation and younger are doing all of our bill paying online. Mm-hmm. And so it's just going to get more complicated, I think, with passwords yeah. and things like that. I
2: have a two page list of my mm-hmm. mom and dad's passwords. And my dad will call me and say, yeah, <laughs> what's my password for this? I say, well, <laughs> Hang on. Let me look it up for you, dad. So, so sometimes it can come in handy in that respect. <clears throat> but you, again, you've just got to think about that. You're not trying to get into their business. You're just trying to help them mm-hmm. in so many ways by being able to, to know all of this mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. So
1: And so I think that some ways, if we can help our parents see that this is such a gift that they can give to us to help us be able to help them better, to be able to manage things for them, things like that. Because obviously our parents want to do, you know, we, we want to do what's best for our kids and what will help our kids. Mm -hmm. And we have to, we, we know that our parents feel the same way. So I think it's somehow figuring out how do you appeal to that in them? And every personality is a little bit different. So you have to sort of know your parent and Mm -hmm. what might be uh, the right way to approach that. But I think that's something that if they, Once they think of it from the from their parental perspective of okay, if I do this, this is going to make it so much easier for my children, then most parents would be most of the time very interested in doing that because that's what they would want for their, they want the you know, the best for their
2: children. Sure. They just sometimes they just don't think about all of it. Another example is my mom and dad being very proactive. They bought their their coffin and their funeral site. Uh, you know, their burial site years and years ago, I think it was 15 years ago that that they bought it They're you know, in their early eighties now. So long time ago, they bought it. And that's been great for my sister and me, just knowing that's taken care of. We Mm -hmm. don't have to worry about that. But as we were putting the caregiver key together, I said something to my dad. I said, you know, I, I realize that all this is taken care of and you've given me the information. My sister and I have the information if we need it. But I realized we haven't talked about a funeral. Like, what type of funeral would you want? Do you want a certain person to speak, a certain Bible verse to be said, a certain song to be sung? Is there any anything that you would want mm-hmm. for, the, for that? Because, again, think about when that comes, when, when something happens and mom and dad pass away, my mind's going to be on that. I'm going to be so frazzled about that. My sister will be so frazzled about, about that. It's going to be hard to be thinking about, okay, well, gosh, let's find a couple of hymns to sing in the funeral. Mm-hmm. But if it's already on paper where we already know all that, then there's so much less to worry about. And again, you can only you only have to focus on that, that one crisis and not other things. Mm-hmm. So it's thinking about that in that respect that, that how can I help, as Kim says, giving a gift to someone, how can I help but make it easier on someone, whether it's your kids, your parents, mm-hmm. and either way, what can I do to, to plan ahead and make it easier for someone in the future? Mm-hmm.
0: No, I agree. So we'd we'd love for you to share how our listeners can get their hands on that uh, caregiver guide you guys are talking about.
1: The easiest place is just to go to our website, which is just parentingagingparents.com. There's a little drop down for the caregivers key. There's also a button on the, the website as well to be able to uh, take people straight to our Facebook group community, which has thousands of people in it, mm-hmm. all you know, where you'll you'll feel like you're in. Good company because everybody is in at some degree, you know, some people, somebody just joined today that was saying, I, my parents are still younger and I want to just start listening in and, and preparing. And so whether you're sort of in the thick of it or just wanting to prepare, or frankly, maybe you've been through it and you just want to be able to really share your experience with other, with other people, because I think that can be kind of therapeutic because so much of what we have learned is by doing a lot of interviews with experts, certainly but also just through our own personal experiences and the things we've had to sort of pick up along the way. And if I've learned one little thing about, okay, here's something that we did to try to help my mom, to keep my mom from getting scammed again. I'm so happy to be able to share those tips with other people to try to prevent that from happening to somebody else.
0: I love that. It's 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 a, I think it's the greatest resource you can give to anybody because as, as, as we said at the beginning, we're sort of embracing this unknown territory and it's family dynamic and it's all these intricate and sensitive topics and issues. So I, I love it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Any last minute thoughts before we close?
1: I would just say that I would encourage people just to, as they're thinking through this, give themselves a little bit of grace in some ways, because Mm -hmm. you've never done this before. You've never had to broach this subject before. You've never had to learn some of these things. So while you're in that beginning stage, just know that, I mean, we still don't know all the answers, but just know that this is kind of strange territory to be entering, especially as you change that family dynamic of Okay. My parents have always been the one I've gone to, to ask advice, get insight, share, share, you know, celebrations with, and yet now I'm having to step more in and be the person making the suggestions to them and, or trying to get that information. So I think it's one, just to know it's, it's normal that you don't know all of this because why would we, we've never had to do this before and just give yourself a little bit of grace as you go through it, because there are, we, you're just going to have to, you you have to figure out some of it as you go, because every situation is different. Every family is different. Every sibling group is different. You know, every parent relationship is different. And so just knowing that it's just something that you have to just sort of keep pressing forward and, and, and being the more organized you can be the better.
2: Yeah. And by the same token of, of grace is don't, I always say, don't take it personally, whatever it may be with, with mom and dad, don't take it personally because my mom has Alzheimer's and when I see her every time she doesn't recognize me at first it's hi mom it's me Mike your son and then we, we talk and everything is basically okay but she doesn't recognize me at first but I can't take that personally it's not like she said you know that Mike I I don't want to remember him no you know that it's Alzheimer's and and with money you know if, if mom and dad because of whatever happened with them Growing up, so to speak, as you grew up and as they went through life, if if all they have left is their social security check and things are tough on them, it's not because they say, you know, I want to make things tough on Mike and be a burden on his life. No, I'm going to be mean. No, it's don't take it personally, because chances are, I know every family has different dynamics, but chances are it's just the way life is. And. Thing, different things happen in life, whether it has to do with Alzheimer's or money or insurance or your job or anything like that. Don't take it personally and just try to love your mom and dad the best you can.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, it was our pleasure to be with you.
0: Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, Uh, So don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio. And if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.